Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. And good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of The State of California, along with Patty Rising and Jeff Bell. Some Californian Democrats are still smarting from a contentious state party convention over the weekend that exposed some raw divisions within California's dominant political party. The state's Democrats also endorsed candidates for statewide offices, as well as in congressional and legislative races. The virtual convention held online underscored that this is a big and diverse party, progressives clashing with more mainstream members and organized labor squabbling with party leaders. For more, we're joined live on the KCB Newsline today by a woman who is a force in the state party, former longtime chair of its Women's Caucus, as well as a member of the Democratic National Committee, party strategist Christine Pelosi of San Francisco. Thank you so much for being with us again. All right, so, so what was your main takeaway from your party's state convention over the weekend? Did it leave a good taste in your mouth or a bit of a sour one? Oh, it left a a great taste with me. My congresswoman and my mom, Nancy Pelosi, was overwhelmingly endorsed by the party, also by the young Democrats. We had some terrific wins, like our own Malia Cohen, who's running for statewide office for controller. We were excited about that. And we were excited to get together and debate our platform. I'm only sad that we couldn't meet in person, but we'll, um, later this week, I'm actually going to Washington, D.C. to the Democratic National Committee meeting. And though it's exciting to see President Biden, I know it'll be um, much calmer as far as uh, the debates are are concerned. It's always a hot time at the Democratic Party in California. I want to ask you about the political continuum within the Democratic Party here in California. How concerned are you about uh, any splits between the progressives and the more moderate liberals? And, and do those mirror what's happening nationally? Well, I think that, you know, no one is a monolith. I, five years ago, actually, when I was uh, running my race for Democratic National Committee, Executive Committee, tried to ban all corporate PAC money in the party. I was resoundingly defeated. But five years later, look at the number of candidates who aren't taking corporate PAC money or aren't taking certain kinds of money, whether it's not tobacco money or nuclear money or gun money uh, or fossil fuel money, the list goes on. So you can't just look at a moment in time and think uh, you're never going to win. You have to to say, what can I build on? And we've come a long way since the resounding rejection five years ago. And now because we went back and kept working together, we've reduced over 98% of the corporate money that the National Party takes. So that's a big deal. That's because grassroots Democrats did that. And I'm actually considered a moderate in San Francisco, but a liberal nationally. So no one, even individually, is a monolith that goes from issue to issue. You talked about this moment in time over the weekend. Is this moment in time for uh, state Democrats more contentious than in times past? Are there different forces at play now? Well, I I think a couple of things. One, to be perfectly honest, we were all overshadowed and overwhelmed by Putin's war on Ukraine. It was just so 
weighing heavily on the minds of so many of us who uh, had spent the last several years um, opposing President Trump in part because of his close ties to Putin. You know, as Nancy Pelosi memorably said to Donald Trump, with you, all roads lead to Putin. And now with Putin, you know, all the tanks are leading to Ukraine. So it's very, very scary. And a lot of people were united around the fact that we have to do something. We don't want to go to war, but we do want to make sure that we are defending democracy. And we also see that happening at home, even in in blue California. I think as far as some of the issues were concerned, some of the labor issues, um, you know, I was agreeing with the environmentalists when it came to taking no fossil fuels and agreeing with the labor leaders, the educators, when it came to no private charter schools. So again, there's a blend, and I think you'll see that play out. But we know that it is essential that Democrats come together and win. And what works in San Francisco may not work in the San Joaquin Valley. And that's where you'll see some of those creative tensions and differences um, melded into uh, local unity, even if uh, we're more raucous statewide. This convention did focus on things like Ukraine and voting rights national nationally, but not a lot of mentions of the challenges facing everyday Californians like crime and homelessness and, and rising gas prices, with some exceptions. But does the party risk being seen as, a, as you know, out of touch, not focused enough on, on the bread and butter quality of life concerns that are probably going to decide the midterms? Well, I don't know about that characterization because I was in several Zooms. At one point, I was in four Zooms at the same time. Um, and uh, on, on Friday night. So I was I spent several days, I visited probably 18 or 19 sessions. And people talked about the economy quite a lot. I would remind you that in Speaker Pelosi's remarks, she specifically said that too many people are still living paycheck to paycheck. They still uh, want us and are counting on us Democrats to deliver more for them. When you look at rising gas prices, which a lot of people talked about, they wanted to make clear that the answer wasn't drill, baby, drill. The answer is renewables. The answer is also taking on the oil companies who've made $100 million of profit in the last couple of years and spent half that money on stock buybacks rather than on lowering prices. So there was a fair amount of discussion about uh, those uh, kitchen table issues, uh, especially coming from the congressional Democrats who know that that's what they are charged uh, with trying to fix. I would also say there was a great deal of discussion about homelessness and housing and uh, Maxine Waters and her remarks talked about that as chair of the Financial Services Committee, she brought a lot of money home to California for addressing housing and homelessness. So I do think that Part of why you might not have seen a fight about some of those issues is because we agree on them and where there was more airtime were on issues where there are, as you said, divisions along the spectrum of different people in the party. And just to follow up on that, what about crime specifically? That does seem to be a major issue for California voters. Is there a concern about the Democratic Party being seen as too soft on crime? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, you're asking me as a former prosecutor in the San Francisco DA's office and a 30-year advocate for domestic violence. I was talking, uh, victims, I was talking about it at several of the meetings because I um, was the one that's, I'm a co-founder of the We Said Enough uh, organization that did the uh, first Me Too politics letter in California. And we were talking about how we still need uh, to talk about work workplace safety, particularly for women and LGBTQ and people of color. So we, we did talk about that. Of course, you heard about that from Rob Bonta, which you would expect, our attorney general. So I think, again, uh, people are concerned about two things. 
one, the root causes of crime and not having over incarceration, but on the other hand, making sure that people feel safe. And during COVID, whether it was the data bears it out or not, and, and it seems here in San Francisco that the that it did, it seemed like there were more crimes of opportunity and felonies were being only charged as misdemeanors, uh, which meant people were back on the streets. And that, in turn, has made people feel unsafe. And so you want to have a conversation about criminal justice reform, but it also has to go hand in hand with community safety. And I think that's where most of the delegates land. Again, because it wasn't an article of contention, you didn't see a lot of debate about it, but it didn't mean that there weren't a lot of deep feelings about it um, coming from, especially those of us who work in that field um, day in and day out, such as I do and such as the Attorney General does. All right, well, thanks so much. We could talk for an hour or two, but we're gonna let you go. Democratic National Committee member, California Democratic Party strategist, Christine Pelosi of San Francisco, thanks for being with us. You can hear the State of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. Remember, tomorrow is the State of the State speech from the governor. We'll be talking about that tomorrow. Uh, it's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter, at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 